0: You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On S- Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. Today, I warned you about it yesterday, we're going to go through the day, Kellen Mott. The MVP of the Senior Bowl, hot rave of the quarterback position, one of the risers, one of the superstars, one of the names to watch for, proud Aggie alum. Let's talk about him. What his now big time week in Mobile will do for his NFL draft stock. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. And for those of you watching for the first time on Tigna. Welcome into the show. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, not only here, but you also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Secondly, make sure you're following us at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. And as always, if you hit that little follow button right below, Mr. Cole Thompson, I will always... Be willing to add anything into the mix that you really like. So, today's episode is going to be maybe not the longest one, but it is going to be one of the more central ones over the next month or so, I would say. Because Kellen Mond is an enigma. The one thing that I think a lot of people, you know, don't know about my job and know about my profession and know about what I do on top of this is I covered college for two years. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, I wasn't able to cover college anymore. So, I got hired... To later cover the NFL and more specifically NFL off seasons. That's that's one of the things that I'm really big into. That's one of the things I'm really you know I I really spread myself in. I try to find out as best fits, as best needs, as best you know as best all that. And to me, the NFL off season is almost as important as the NFL season. Let me explain. In an NFL off season, in today's realm. It's not about just having the 11 starters on offense or the 11 starters on defense, for that matter. You need to have a good death piece. And I think if you look at some of the better teams in the NFL right now, look at their backup situation under quarterback, and you kind of feel comfortable. It sounds weird to say, but John Walford, did anyone really think that he was going to be anything? You know, they didn't really have to because Jared Goff was the guy. Well, Walford came in and won the most crucial game for them. And he would have been the starter in the NFC Divisional Playoffs until he hurt his back and his neck. Then he had to go out and then Jared Goff, former number one pick, now a Detroit Lion, whole different ballgame, not even going to go there, came in and won the game. But Los Angeles still had to win that game and hope the Bears lost to get to the postseason, even with their quarterback situation. You look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tua Tungavailoa is, in my opinion, one of the up-and-coming stars. I really like him. I do. I think that if you build around him properly, he's going to be Drew Brees. I've said that multiple times in this podcast. I think that Tua Tungavailoa is the next Drew Brees. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is a 38-year-old journeyman who's been in the NFL. And at times this year, Fitzpatrick... Looked better than Tagovailoa ever did, and it's not just because of his throws. It's not just because of his, you know, his accuracy. It's because of his confidence. That's another thing that a quarterback needs. So, in my opinion, actually, people talk about now: oh, you need a slot receiver. You need a, you need a weapon X on the outside. You need a flanker. You need you know you need not just a blocking tight end. You also need a you know receiving tight end. You need a guy who can play that flex position. Uh, you look at defense. You need, a, need just a dime defender. You need someone who's going to be exceptional in the nickel. All those are true. You need a sub package linebacker. You need a third down rusher. Only plays on third down. Only plays on plays when you're going after the quarterback. All those are true. What you also need is a really good backup quarterback in the NFL today, which is so limited because if there's not that many out there who were that great, and that's why they're backups, because everyone says, oh, well, if they were great, they'd be a starter. Not entirely true. There's 32 positions, and of those 32, some of the backups are actually better than some of the stars on other teams. But that's where Kellen Mond kind of comes in. Mond to me, and I've said this multiple times, I've reached out to a couple scouts, I've reached out to a couple people, in the NFL draft world, Mon's a backup when he first enters the NFL. Now that does not mean he will be a backup. Dak Prescott was a backup when he first entered the NFL. Tony Romo got hurt. He came in. He went into a 14-2 season. Everyone knows the story. Number, well, I think it was the number one seed that year. 14-2. and two, Rookie quarterback has what was a fourth round pick, by the way. Doesn't mean draft cap. Draft, draft stock doesn't mean anything. And I'll give you I'll give you proof on that in a second. But Kellen Mon is not going to be a first-round quarterback. He's not. There's the five. There is the five guys. You have Trevor Lawrence, who is fantastic. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try and argue with you. He is the most polished quarterback prospect I've seen since Andrew Luck. And he might even be better. And to compare him to that, that means we're going up to John Elway level. That's how talented Trevor Lawrence can be. After that, you've got, in my opinion, Zach Wilson from BYU. You have a guy with a big arm, but he's also very mobile in the sense if he can move outside the pocket and throw. I don't consider him a dual threat quarterback. I consider him a pocket passing mobility quarterback who can evade pressure, look downfield, like a lot of big time plays. Then you got Justin Fields. He's about what that is. He's he's an improviser. He can play, he can throw, he can run, he's good in the open field, he's got a good arm He also has a turnover machine. They got Trey Lance from North Dakota State, wild card. NFL combine will be the story mark of him. I could see him going as high as number seven to the Detroit Lions, even though they got Jared Goff. I could see him going as low as probably somewhere in the second round. They got Mac Jones, your prototypical old school 2005 Alex Smith type quarterback. Stay in the pocket, go deliver strikes. Going to work downfield. Every once in a while, probably get off, I would say, maybe three or four big-time plays a game. Over over 15 yards per game. Through the year. After that, this is where the real quarterback battle goes. And down in Mobile, according to every single scout that I spoke to, you had guys like Jimmy Newman up there. You had, you had guys like Felipe Franks from Arkansas up there. You had supposed to have Kyle Trask up there. He was hurt. You had Ian Book from Notre Dame, the all-time winningest quarterback in South Bend history. And all of them were behind Mon and Mac Jones. Not even a question. Mac Jones won the day, and rightfully, he deserves so after being a national champion. But everyone said that in the game, which people sometimes don't matter, but in practice alone, Kellen Mon was the most consistent quarterback. Day one for Mac, horrible. Day three for Jamie Newman, atrocious. Day three for Ian Book, exceptional. Day one and two, meh. Felipe Franks, meh. Mon. Consistent, consistent, consistent. Every single scout that I spoke to, they said these were the first two things. When it's there, one of the most beautiful passes in the, in the entire college round. when that ball is accurately thrown, it has the touch, it has the poise, it has the mechanics, he has All the aptitudes of what you want in an NFL quarterback. The other thing is, he has gotten so much better at looking past his first option. Everyone remember 2019? Does anyone else remember Mon's Struggles? He was sacked 33 times. How many of them were on him? I want to say at least half. Why? Because I felt like at times he was so poignant of not throwing to the outside. He never wanted to go to Courtney Davis. He never wanted to go to Kendrick Rodgers. He never wanted to go to even Jalen Weidemeyer for a while. And Jalen Weidemeyer, a lot of times, most of his plays that were really special was two or three catches a game, and they just went for touchdowns. I mean, does anyone remember the Alabama game? He had two touchdowns. Both went for 20-plus yards. I mean, that's what Jalen Weidemeyer was because the number one option and the person he always first looked to in his first read and then his probably second read as well was Jamon Osbin. Well, he didn't have Jamon Osbin this year. He had Weidemeyer, and Weidemeyer at times was double-covered by his safety over the top and a really good cover linebacker. I remember the Auburn game, and it wasn't K.J. Britt, but it was, it was the other linebacker. I'm blanking on his name, the guy who dropped it, and it went right into Weidemeyer's hands. They double covered him. They had the safety over the top, they had the playing in a cover two system, and then the safety roaming over the top, and they had their their outside linebacker playing the flats. Mon had to look elsewhere. Mon had to throw in a different direction. And because of that, scouts were impressed. His reads are getting better. His development is getting better. His overall accuracy is there. And the thing that everyone says, the arm, it's a pure, beautiful ball. Kalaman has the skills to be good. And down Mobile this past year, he showed why. Everyone I spoke to, Mac Jones won the day. Mac Mac Jones did. And and the biggest thing with Mac Jones was, was he a product of Alabama? Or was he a product of Nick Saban, Steve Sarkisian? Or was he just talented and we didn't know about it? He won the day because he didn't work with Devonta Smith. He didn't work with Najee Harris. He didn't work with guys who were consistently on his team. I think he had one offensive lineman. I think it was Alex Leatherwood. Either it was Alex Leatherwood or Deontay Brown. One of the two was their offensive line. That was it from Alabama. Mom was on that exact same team. Mom was the second best quarterback in Mobile consistently. And honestly, everyone that I spoke spoke to, he was the most consistent quarterback in Mobile. Just Mac Jones, because of the history of Alabama, was considered a little better. College basketball is still right here. The NBA season is still going on, and we're going to eventually have MLB back, which means betting is going to be at an all-time high. So go ahead and make sure you get your bets in at the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best lines, the best scores, and the best payouts that you can ask for when you subscribe to them, especially on social media, at BetOnline underscore, don't forget that underscore, AG. They will give you highlight, date information on getting your bets in for the highest payouts of the year. And when you go visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies presented by the Lock On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. Get more information today when you listen to Lock On Today. Peter Bukowski hosts Lock On Today, a brand new podcast, speaking all the highlight sports news in under 20 minutes with our ex- experts surrounded in the Locked On Podcast family. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's talk about Kevin uh, Calamon just in general. What was the biggest thing about his overall performance that made him stand out? Now, a lot of people, according to Matt Rule, who was his coach that week, said it was his smarts. It was his mechanics. It was his IQ of the game. It was stuff that a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be starting their careers off as backups need. When you're a Trevor Lawrence it's good to be smart. You also can be dumb as a rock if you can launch that ball 70 yards and it lands 50 and it lands 70% of the time. You can do that. Yeah. Cool. You go out there and do whatever you want. If you also are one of these dual threat guys, and I mean super dual threat. I, I mean these no offense to Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson is a quarterback. And I'm gonna go argue with anyone out there who says he's not. If you trust your legs more than you trust your receivers. You don't need to be that smart. You just have to be able to read the coverages and know what lanes are open, where's going to be your best way to pick out the first down, how consistently can you move the ball. And then once you're in there, use your athletic traits to be able to juke and jive and make defenders miss at the line of scrimmage and make defenders work up field to keep first downs going. If you have, you know, if if you have a rocket arm, just disconnect receiver. Hey, run a slant rocket open. I'll find you. When you're a backup, you have to know everything. You have to know exactly what coverage they're in. You have to know exactly what what the defenders are calling out. You need to know, are they calling an audible? Are they calling a shift to the left, shift to the right? Are they making a new alignment so that way they throw you off? Are they playing in a rover position where they're trying to uh, hawk you into doing something that leads to a turnover? You need to know all that. And Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers head coach, actually said that he believes that's what Kellen Mond was really good at this past week. We're talking a really, really smart football guy here. He's got one of those memories that when you give him the play, he just knows it. He kind of got in a rhythm out there in the third quarter and just started ripping the seams off the balls, making some plays. And he's got a very, very bright future. Now, Mond finished the day overall with 188 total yards of offense. Um I had two touchdowns. I believe 141 passing. He had the two point conversion and I think he had 46 yards rushing. That was the biggest thing. Now he played the second half of the game, the, the senior bowl for anyone who out there who doesn't really understand it. They allow these players to stay for about quarters. Now, Mac Jones didn't play in this game. Kyle Trask didn't play in this game. So every team was down a quarterback. So there's only about two or three. So, I believe I'm not mistaken. It was Felipe Franks who played the entire first half. Kalamon played the entire second half. Because of Calamon playing the entire second half, the Na- American – was it the American or was it the national team? Uh, now, I'm, now I'm blanking on that. I believe it was. Anyways, does it doesn't matter. Calamon's team won the game. He won the game, and he won it because if he was able to connect with a guy from Clemson, Amari Rogers in the end zone for a touchdown. He also was able to find, uh, was it Dimey Brown from UNC I last say it was, for another touchdown, both in the red zone, both good execution. And then he ran in a two-point conversion. So he had the most points on the day for Kalamata. You got to give up for him for that. The thing that I watched throughout the week was you watch footwork. You watch a player's progression. A quarterback has two types of styles. They have a three-step drop and a seven-step drop. I don't include the five-step because I think the five-step is a little bit of a mix. I feel like when you're going on the five-step, you're really one, two, three, four, fire, where on the seven-step, you're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you start to roll out. So it's really more of a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then you connect and throw and find your target. That's more of a seven-step drop. Jamie Newman was the guy who everyone was excited to see. He was supposed to be the big name joining the SEC from Wake Forest. He had one of the best years in Wake Forest history. The Demon Deacons were a good team. And he wanted to use his last year to play against real top competition. Nobody really knows why he left. Everyone was just kind of shocked by it. But the thing is, he missed a full year. And that was pretty evident when looking at what was said about Jamie Newman from multiple reporters. While Newman certainly uh, presents a requisite arm and velocity to intrigue decision makers, he's clearly still a developmental prospect with poor pocket presence. In fact, the quarterback took five sacks during the senior role, but to be fair, the offensive line didn't hold up well. On the flip side, Kellen Mann entered the senior role with an erratic passer, Mond, with flashes of brilliance and scouts continue to see the potential in his passing traits. Mon experienced a share of ups and downs during practice week, but towards the end, he publicly came out and put on a game of multiple tight window throws and a pair of touchdown tosses. Oh, you look at all this. You look at what was said. Uh, he went 13 and 25 for 173, uh, pa- uh, for 181 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, American team. There we go. Um, His completion percentage was, I believe, 58%. But how many of those are based on receivers? The thing is that everyone said, again, his ball, when it's accurate, is pretty. That's one thing that you got to really take into consideration of where he is. How is his ball going to react? Is it going to be erratic still? Is it going to be out of the concept of able to consistently make plays? Is it going to be in the same realm of, okay, yeah, the guy's got all the mechanics and he has all the stability, but he can't find his target. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's the biggest thing. And the name that comes to mind when I think about that is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, in his first year in the NFL, had the most absolute potential. He was on point. He was, you know – Big arm, big body, the resemblance of what Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger, if they had a love child together, that's what he was, in my opinion. But he also had all these mechanical flaws and all these mechanical issues. You go get Brian Dable. You go get Ken Dorsey. You now have an MVP caliber quarterback in his third year who led the team all the way to the AFC Championship. I won't say Mon is Josh Allen, 2 you point out. That'd be, that'd be ridiculous. Allen's a little heavier. Allen's a little bit bigger. Allen's a little bit stockier. Allen's also got, in my opinion, a little bit of a bigger arm. But what I will say is he very much is a guy who can roll outside the pocket. He's a guy who can connect deep downfield. He's not afraid to go the short route. He's not afraid to go intermediate. And he can hit all levels of the field. And that's something that I think a lot of people were saying that they noticed about Callan Mond this past week, was he continued to step up. You know, I think the biggest thing for him was he did get extra playing time in this game. So of those 13 and 25, maybe the final one is nine to 17. Maybe instead, it's, uh, you know, it's 8 to 12. So with the less playing time, which is normal in a senior bowl, that completion rating is higher. Maybe it's 75%. You go back and look at some of those throws, some of those balls were dropped. Now, there was three times, and I, and I, I remember them exactly, because one was to Amari Mario Rodgers, because that's a guy who I think had a fantastic week down in Mobile. And a lot of people were very shocked that wide receiver, he was again going to have another wide receiver. But you look at what his kind of throws were. He had a wide open shot. He missed them. But there was a receiver from, was it Tulane? Maybe it was Northern Iowa. It hit him right in the chest, bounce off. How is that a quarterback's fault? It's not. It's a receiver's fault. Ball touches hands, you got to get it. If it. At least if it's on point. Now, if it's overthrown and it touches your hands, that's also like, if you dive for it, great, but I'm not going to hold you accountable. If it's a curl route and the quarterback finds you immediately and it hits off your hands and it drops to the ground, that's on you as a receiver. That's on you as a receiver. But he was able to get more playing time, so I think that that's something to watch for when getting in to the to the overall stream. And again, his interception was bouncing off a, off a receiver's chest and it right went into the hands of a defender. So... I think that overall, you now know what kind of Calamon is. And scouts know what Calamon is. He's got an arm. He's not afraid to let it slide on field. When the ball is accurate, it's on point, And it's beyond on point. It's beautiful on point. He can win. He can be effective. He's so sort of a de- de- developmental guy. He still is going to take a little bit of time to get from where he was in college to that next level. And he's got to probably also go to the right system. What is the right system? That is a big, big, big question. I think a lot of people always want to know. One of the biggest problems in life is when you have to go into the car shop and you got to go ahead and you know talk to a dealer and they got to go fix a part. But the problem is that the part, because if your car is a little older, is backdated, they got to go ship it in. After they ship it in, you got to pay a service fee and then you got to pay a fee for the guy who's installing it when all you really needed was the part and you could do it yourself. Now you have an option to do that. And that's with uh, BrockAuto.com. BrockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from taillights to brake pads to anything you need for your daily driving car to refurbishing an old classic. Just go onto their unique catalog, pick the car, pick the model pick the size, and pick the price. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints had his tailgate stolen off the back of his truck. He went on to rockauto.com and made sure that he found the exact same tailgate it was shipped to his house, and he installed it for a fraction of the price. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices. All the auto parts you will ever need, rockauto.com is the place to be. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar, where a candy bar meets a protein bar. For any of you not looking right here, I just had my Bilt Bar this morning. It's the peanut butter one. And here's why I love the Bilt Bar, because if they come in 18 different flavors, and they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They have a nougat center in the middle rather than some chalky, old, disgusting flavor. And they're great for the health-conscious guy because they're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in fiber, high in protein, and great for someone on the keto diet, For anyone who did not know and all the new people here on the show, last month I did a 30 for 30 challenge. I worked out twice a day for 30 straight days. I lost only 10 pounds, but I also gained 8 pounds of muscle in the process. And I accredit most of that to this little candy bar because it's got 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, you're not going to find a product like this out on the shelves. And when you go visit builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your very first purchase. That promo code is locked on at builtbar.com for 20% off. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Builtbar from builtbar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in actually talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're listening to the Peacock and Williamson Show. Former NFL scout Matt Williamson and NFL analyst Brian Peacock break down all the top storylines going into the NFL offseason and lets you know exactly where your team stands with brand-new coaching hires, a couple free agents leaving, everything that you will need to know to survive a long and potentially difficult 2021 NFL offseason. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, Kellen Mond, let's talk about this. There's a shot that because of the NFL combine, we already know that this is going to be a very, very, very different NFL combine. It's going to be a lot of, you know, closed off facilities, a lot of closed off practices, no media allowed, no uh, scouts are going to be in a limited role. I, I think that you're talking like maybe one or two scouts are allowed to in the entire thing. So, where does Kellen Mond fit after this past weekend, draft-wise? I would say he's around late round three, like a compensation round three, or an early round four pick. That's what I would say. I've talked to six scouts, and I asked them what was his grade going in. They said about a sixth, maybe a late fifth, if it's a QB needing te- needy team that has a veteran who is you know, almost out the door or has a quarterback that they are they don't want to pay, maybe he's a fifth. Now he's probably a late third, early fourth. That's fantastic if you really think about it because of there's at least a chance he gets looked at to potentially start at some point down the line. Where are the best fits for him now? That's the biggest question. I'm going to go with three today. And eventually I'll have other guests on and we'll talk about it. We'll break down what I think all of his fits are. But number three would be the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo has Matt Barkley as their backup. He's a good backup. He's 34 now, I think. 33, 34. Man, that's that feels old. That feels really old when you really think about it. And I'm, I'm 27 and that feels old. But how many more years does he have left? Derek Anderson retired a couple of years ago. He's now a coach. In waiting, I think he's a developmental coach for the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. And they kept, you know, Matt Barkley because of he had such a good connection with Josh Allen. However long Barkley wants to stay in the NFL, that's on him, and he can continue to make money, he can continue to do all that. But you always want to go younger, and new is always a little better because there's upside. To so learn from Brian Dable and that offense, and Ken Dorsey and that offense, and Josh Allen who has the same arm, who has the same mechanics, who has the same playing style, who does like to move outside the pocket, who does like to go deep. That's a plus. That's a plus for the IQ standard. Now, do I think that Mon would replace Josh Allen in Buffalo? Absolutely not. But there was a guy by the name of Jacoby Brissett who backed up Tom Brady for two years. He got traded to the Indianapolis Colts because they were so desperate for a quarterback, and they thought, "Oh, you know, he learned from the goat. We need him." And he actually played an entire year as a starter, and then he's been a quality backup for Philip Rivers, for Andrew Luck, and when he's played, he actually wants seven to nine. So he's he's had experience. That's where I think Kellen Mond is. If he goes to Buffalo, you sit him for a year. He learns the offense. He learns the playing style. He learns everything you need to know. And then he goes out and he gets a starting job somewhere else. Number two, I'm going to go to New Orleans. I think New Orleans in a Pete Carmichael system is exactly what Calamon needs. You got Jameis Winston potentially coming back. Big arm, big, you know, big, big, big time ability. But he also is erratic before he got there. He made one throw. One throw against his old team in the NFC Divisional Round. He's been in the league six years. That was the best throw he ever made. On point, accurate, went through his progression, did not feel the pressure, did not rush it. That was because of Pete Carmichael and Sean Payton and Drew Brees. They are going to need a quarterback. The other thing is, is Jameis Winston the guy? He's a free agent at the end of the year. Is he going to be brought back? Will he come back on a league you know, minimum deal, where's all that going to fit in? I think, yes, he is, but they need a backup. Taysom Hill, I like the Taysom Hill storyline. I think it's good. I think it's fun. He's not a quarterback. He's not. He's a weapon who will do it all and is the ultimate teammate. That's what I consider Taysom Hill. I don't consider him anything else after that. So you need to go get a guy. You need to go get a guy who can learn Carmichael's system, pick it up very well, pick up Peyton's system well, and in a year after going through these draft picks and rebuilding in the NFC South, because you're going to have to tank for about a year to get really good again with all this contract and cap space going away. Maybe you have a competition if Jameis Winston is terrible next year. Maybe then Mon steps up. But the number one team that I believe he would work incredible in is the Los Angeles Rams. Hear me out. Sean McVay likes guys who can move. Sean McVay likes guys who are quick thinkers. They're smart. They know the game of football. And they're quick of getting the ball out of his hands. Jared Goff was traded because He was too slow through his progression, getting the ball out. The one thing, the biggest jump that you've noticed from 2019 Kellenmont and 2020 Kellenmont is how much that ball has jumped. It's It's a quick step, boom, fire. He does not waste a lot of time. And when he does, it's great coverage and he still finds a way to get plays. One of the best in the NFL to do it, and I'll stand by this for a long time, is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has one of the quickest progressions I've ever seen. He's smart. He's calculating. He makes a lot of big plays going down the, going down the field. I look at all of that. And for Kellen Mann to be with a system like Sean McVay, a coach like Sean McVay, to be with a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, both. Quick moving the clock, ground a gun and gun and turn kind of style offense. That's what Bond needs. You can't give him all this time. Because unfortunately, when you give him time, it leads to interceptions, it leads to misplays, it leads to mis- miscalculations. You need Robert Woods running slants, Cooper Cup coming across in the slot, running a drag route. So fire, 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 keep the ball moving, moving. Then run it again. They have a good run game. They have Cam Akers. I expect them to probably draft late a running back. Maybe if they do play him, then Eric Fenton out of UCLA. That would be a fun one. I expect them to be one of the more balanced offenses next year, especially with Matthew Stafford. Mon, McVay, and Stafford working together. If Mon is the real deal, and I believe he has the shot to be, you always talk about needing a quarterback and drafting them early on in the first round. Matthew Stafford's contract is up in two years. He wins the Super Bowl. He'll probably retire. You got nothing left to prove. Mom would be ready in two years. You didn't waste your picks, those two first-rounders, because you won a Super Bowl with the quarterback, and you have the guy in waiting who is good enough and ready to start right now. So, Mond to the Los Angeles Rams in the third or fourth round. That would be something that I think needs to happen and would be the best landing spot today for his career. That's good enough for this edition of Lock on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Lock on Aggies. Tomorrow show we'll talk a little bit about the college basketball realm. We'll talk a little bit about Texas a and path over the next five games. How many can they win? When the backs are gone, This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.